freeloaders are annoying. They take, they take, they take, but they'll never give in return. Receive gifts, receive compliments, receive, 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 but they won't give. My dad always had a little nerve in him for one of my brother's friends growing up who would come over to the house unannounced, uninvited oftentimes, and he'd be eating his way through the fridge, afternoon, evening, dinner, slept there, stayed, freeloader. Nobody likes a freeloader. There's nothing worse than receiving God's mercy and forgiveness and not giving it away. Nothing. Our readings this weekend point to this fact. We hear from the book of Sirach in our first reading and then the gospel. We're in chapter 27 and 28 in Sirach and the 18th chapter in Matthew, a continuation from last weekend. When it comes to forgiving others, everything is at stake. If I don't forgive, I don't get forgiven. Salvation is at stake. So the problem with that is that it's hard. For kids, kids not so much. I mentioned before, I come from a big extended family, 60 cousins just on my dad's side. Two times a year we would gather together in one place. Christmas and the 4th of July. My dad's the fourth of 12, so most of the cousins are younger than me. But whether it's at those family gatherings, out on the recess, the playground with the kids, or now my nieces and nephews. But I remember a particular case on 4th of July outside and two, two of the little kids were playing. One of them just came up to the other and just whacked them on the head. And of course, the look of horror on that child's mother and says, for ask or tell him you're sorry. And then right away he says, he's sorry. The one who got smacked hugs him right away and they go off and playing. All his bliss. Easy. It's not so easy for us when we get older. Because oftentimes it's the ones that we love the most, the ones that are closest to us, when they harm us, it goes deep, and sometimes it's continual. It's over and over again. I'm wounded, I'm hurt. Which is why Peter asked the question today in our gospel, the question that's on everybody's mind, how many blows am I expected to take from the same person before I don't have to forgive them? And he says seven times, and in that response, he's thinking he's being generous in suggesting seven times. And Jesus says, not seven times, but 77 times. In other words, always, without exceptions, without exceptions of the circumstance, always. If there is a more wild teaching that Jesus has or gives, I don't know what it is. I so I want to look at three things here. First, what is a, a false and common notion that we have of forgiveness? What's the motive behind doing this? Like, how does it happen? 
and then offer a couple tips. First, this false notion out there of forgiveness, and that is, the false notion is forgive and forget. This false notion does a lot of harm to a lot of people. We think that forgive and forget, these two things are always paired together. Meaning, if I, if I still feel the hurt, if I still remember what had happened, then that means I haven't forgiven. And that's just not true. Some of us have good memories, some of us have bad memories, but we all have good memories for those that wound us. We remember well. And so forgiveness has nothing to do with forgetting. It's got nothing to do with feelings, and that way it's much like love. It's a movement of the will. I choose to do it. Forgiveness is, I don't wish vengeance upon you for what you did to me. I'm not going to make you pay for the harm that you caused me. I'm going to forgive the debt that you owe me from the injustice that you did to me. And the reason that forgive and forget, this false notion of forgiveness is so harmful, is because in order to fully forgive the debt which someone did to me, I can't just say or act like I'm gonna forget it. I'm gonna act like it never happened. That's the very thing that won't help me to forgive. I need to sit with the transgression. I need to sit with what happened, to name it, to enter into the anger, to enter into the betrayal that I feel in order to fully grasp and come to know the scope and the significance of the debt that was occurred, or accrued, to know that debt so then that I can forgive it. But we have a tendency to avoid doing that. We have a tendency to, to move towards forgiving or forgiving and forgetting so that we can avoid that pain and staying there. So what is the motive behind doing this? Like, how does it happen? Well, there are, today our gospel gives us the answer. But before we look at the gospel, it's important to know that the gospel, the translation that's used in the lectionary, which is, which is the New American Bible translation, they butcher this passage. It's almost as if the translators, to make this, they got together and they say, how can we best mess this up? And then they went and did it. Now, if you know anybody who, who worked on this, don't tell them I said that. But the translation of which Deacon Kevin just read is, is, we have two people who owe a debt and one of them, we read, owes a huge amount. Jesus didn't say he owes a huge, amount, a huge amount. In the Greek, Jesus says, which is the Revised Standard Version picks this up and other translations, is that he owed 10,000 talents. Well, we're like, what's well, 10,000 talents? That doesn't help me either. Ten, Jesus uses this to give an inconceivable amount, the debt that is accrued. It would take to pay off 10,000 talents, 160,000 years. So this one debtor who stands for us in this parable owes an amount that he could never repay, ever. 
and he goes to the king and he begs him. He gets on all fours and says, be patient with me and I will repay you, of which he can't do. He can't repay what he owes. And the king, moved with compassion, forgives him, not just patient with him, he wipes it away. Every single one of us has accrued a debt that is impossible for us to pay off. When we sin against the infinitely loving God, there is an infinite gap or chasm that is created between us and God. When, when we were born before baptism, because of the fall, because of sin, there is an infinite gap, a debt that is owed of which you and I can't pay back. We are utterly helpless and powerless to pay it back. There's nothing we can do to make it right. Every time we sin mortally, there is a, an infinite gap, chasm, that we can't fix, a debt that we can't pay. And so he did something. He did that. He died on the cross. He sent his son to die for us on the cross to wipe away the debt. And he does it every time. And so this one servant who was forgiven this incomprehensible amount, this debt, another guy comes to him with a much smaller amount. It says smaller amount, which doesn't help us much, but it's actually three months wages. And he comes and begs that guy and says, be patient with me. Just as that other guy made the same request to the king and he doesn't forgive him. We are bound as Christians to show mercy. It is not an option. We don't get to choose, well, I'll be, I'll forgive here, show mercy here, but not here, not in this circumstance. So this, just two tips, suggestions for us here this morning. The first tip just comes from our first reading, the book of Sirach, verse 6 in the 28th chapter. It's real practical. He says, remember your last days and then set enmity aside. In other words, forgive the one who wronged you because you're going to die. There's been brutal situations as a priest that I've witnessed with families. One of the more striking ones was working with a family at the funeral, the death of a sibling. And a couple of the siblings were in as we were planning for the funeral. And they were estranged to the deceased now, their sibling. And at one point, these two siblings began just to weep in this room as they longed for an opportunity to reconcile with their deceased sibling, as they were on not speaking terms. Elsewhere, Paul says in Ephesians, he says, all bitterness, fury, anger, shouting must be removed from you. Be kind to one another, compassionate, forgiving one another as God has forgiven you in Christ. Imagine for a moment what the news would look like if we just 
practice this just a little bit better. And yet we see utter anger and hatred spewing left and right from people from sides that disagree with one another. Christians need to act differently than the world in regards to this. And the antidote that is prescribed by Jesus in the gospel and the readings today is forgiveness. Lastly here, the second tip, I think it's important to say that sometimes forgiveness is impossible. It's impossible. There are some of us here in this church this morning that have been wronged so brutally, betrayed so bad that it's impossible to forgive. And that is where the move has got to be, Lord, I can't do this. I don't have it in me to forgive. I've tried to forgive her. I've tried to forgive him, but I can't do it. And that's where it's important. The suggestion, the tip here is at the offertory at this mass, place whatever person maybe is on your mind or your heart right now that Jesus is putting on your mind and your heart and on my mind and my heart. At the offertory here, place them here at this altar and say, Lord, I'm asking that you do this for me of which I can't do. I need your power. I need your strength to do this. I'm asking you to do it for me. Forgiveness is not clenching our fists and white knuckling it and trying harder and saying, I'm gonna do it this time. But it comes from knowing what he did for me, the debt that he forgave in me. It's a tragedy if we are a freeloader when it comes to God's mercy and forgiveness. And I mean that literally, it's a tragedy. It will be a disaster. We will face the same fate as the servant did in the parable today. When the king turns to the servant and says, you wicked servants, I forgave you your entire debt. How much more should you be merciful? And then in anger, he handed them over to the torturers. And then as the parable ends, he turns to the disciples and he turns to you and me and says, so will my heavenly father do to you unless each of you forgive your brother from your heart.